2: now
3: There is this case, this thing, called the double-blind test. Do you know why? Do you know why that is? Do you know why there is this procedure whereby those individuals who are trying to determine uh, the efficacy of a particular drug or treatment, why they will use this, they don't know which is the control group and which is the treatment group. It is because we see things the way we want them to be. We do it inadvertently. We do it sometimes unconsciously. We do it and and it's a natural, natural thing. I have been through in my life, professionally, uh, both as a lawyer, prosecutor, Oh, stories, historical events, news depictions, where I thought it said this, but it didn't. Or there was a popular version of this that was repeated that didn't happen. You remember going through lyrics and songs of excuse me, while I kiss this guy, was not said, it was misunderstood. We've heard folklore, we've heard stories, we've heard things that never, ever occurred. There was no evidence of it ever, but we keep repeating the event. We keep repeating the event. If you ever want to see something which has been an absolute One of the most important lessons of my life, it is the the movie by John Ford, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And there is an expression in there. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. We do things. We say things. I remember one time there was this thing that we used to say, this trope. And tropism, that... Einstein never spoke and he was a terrible student and he it just got better and better and never it wasn't even remotely the truth. He was a brilliant student. But but this but the legend became fact. And it happens all the time. It it whether it's history Tolstoy said history would be a wonderful thing if only it were true. We keep, we think these things. I remember one time. There was a story. There was a story, and I do not know why. But a friend of mine who was a dentist said, "Well, you know, there we we do have this, or there there is the fact that the highest rate of suicide in a profession is with dentists." I said, "You sure about that?" He said, well, "I'm a dentist." I said, "I know you're a dentist, but where did you get that?" And we looked. This is before the internet. There was no such evidence of that. But it was a trope. It was a meme. It was an idea that was said. And as you try to review facts of a case, whether it's Paul Pelosi, whether it's anything, whether it was Tiger Woods's accident or or OJ or Manson or anything, you have to be scrupulously in charge of the facts. This is about epistemology. Let me ask you a question. How do you know what you know? This isn't just about Pelosi. This is about life in general. How do you know what you know? Why are you saying these things? Is it anecdotal? Is it, as somebody who is plant-based, you have no idea what I go through and have gone through by people who are not only, they don't know what they're talking about, but are self-appointed experts in biochemistry, phytonutrients. You have no idea. We're going to be talking about that right now. First, I want to say something very, very clear. Number one, January 14th. I was saying the other day, wow, January, isn't that far off? It's two months, a little bit over two months. I don't know where the year's gone. I don't know where any of this has gone. But I'm going to be at the cutting room. And tickets are available here. Let me explain to you what this is. Very quickly. Very quickly. This is audience participation. You ask me questions. I ask you questions. There's nothing like it. Nobody does this. Nobody would dare do this. Nobody would dare do this. You know what stand-up comics call it? Heckling. They don't want to talk to you. They've got a set. With all due respect. It's like well, say like Broadway. They don't want to talk to you in the middle of a show. They that, That's interruption. It's rehearsed. Stand-up comedy is rehearsed. They might do the whole, you know, where are you from? This isn't stand-up comedy. This is you and me. There's nobody else like it. It doesn't happen. So that's a part. This is the cutting room. The beautiful, famed cutting room. Come out and start the year. Join us and meet your fellow friends, your members of the family. Tickets are available right now. Just look below. Look below. Just look in the description section right here, the cutting room. Also, there's a newsletter. Hope you're signed up for that. So that's January the 14th, okay? That's number one. Uh, number two, I just did, and I think I'm going to do it tomorrow here, one of the most, the most important cases is what the Supreme Court did yesterday regarding the issue of affirmative action. It is the biggest case if. It is oh my God in the realm of juridical history to have in one year Dobbs and now if this is with with Roe, which we've talked about, and then with affirmative action perhaps maybe and again this is an overstatement written by some, being supplanted or, or reversed. This is this is just huge. But it's not being talked about. So I might do that tomorrow. But on my private channel, my private channel, where I can go into far greater, shall I say, shall I say, uh, detail and depth, and in a way that I think is more amenable to—I uh, don't want to say a—a a, certainly not a pedestrian. Uh, but but where where I can speak in a vernacular and in a style that is, um, well anyway that's that's there for you. I go into great great detail about why that that case is important and how from those of us who remember Baki in nineteen seventy nine. This is this is so huge. They had like this marathon session yesterday. It was an oral argument. It was the biggest story. I. Clarence Thomas, who never said anything, he's on fire. It, it's another world in terms of Supreme Court, and nobody's talking about, we're talking about Paul Pelosi, which we'll discuss right now. but in but in addition. Let me just say something to you right now. This is so, so, so critical. I have talked to you about this, and this is important, and you have, you have taken heed because you're smart and you're aware and you know what is going on. But right now, when it comes to the notion of food shortages, I know it seems almost incomprehensible, but this is extremely dangerous. And with every passing day, it's time to make sure, to look at your family and make sure that you are prepared For severe shoe shoe shortages, food shortages, that are coming. Not may come, but are coming. That's why my Patriot Supply is going the extra mile to make their emergency food as affordable as possible. How? It's a good question. They're taking $250 off their three-month emergency food kit, which is the minimum your family should have. This kit... Provides delicious, easy to make breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. Get one for each member, listen to me, for each member of your family, while you're able to save $250 during this timely sale, which ends soon. Remember, My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of families already protected. The three-month food kits are in stock right now and ready to go. They, you can order and they ship fast and free and unmarked in boxes, unmarked boxes for your privacy. So go to preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com. Follow the, the links all over the place here, preparewithlionel.com. Those who know what's coming are using today to prepare. Are you? preparewithlionel.com. Now, let me start with something, first and foremost. You must understand this. As a prosecutor, as a lawyer, I have had cases before where I thought something, and then they just dissolved, and say, oh my God, I had no idea. It seems so good, and then something happened. How do I explain this? Witnesses find out, well, they don't exactly know what they said. They're, or they the stories change. And when the stories change, oh my God, you have no earthly idea. There is nothing worse. That's why depositions are so important. As a prosecutor, we had a very liberal uh, uh, discovery process. And they were wonderful. Oh my God. Because oftentimes... <laughs> were from the prosecutor's point of view because he didn't even talk to the cop. He didn't even know his case. They just handed him a file. And you think, well, I don't know this. I didn't know that. Well, that's not what he told me. Because when what clients tell you, it's not that it's not true. It's not going to be, that's not the fact or those aren't the facts that are coming out. I'm going to give you two things. The epistemology, the epistemology, the study of knowledge. How do you know what you know? It's the greatest question in the world. How do you know what you know? How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know that? You know that? Being from Florida, years ago, in the Tamil area, not Tampa Bay, but in the Tampa area, they used to say without without hesitation, and they still do, that Tampa is the lightning capital of the world. And they said this repeatedly. This was before the internet. The internet was very good. And a lot of it is very, very true. Tampa is the lightning capital, the lightning capital of the world. The lightning capital of the world. Well, it turns out it's not even close to being the lightning capital. I think Java is it lightning capital. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but not But they just say this. How do you know what you know? Always question it. How do you know what you know? Let me tell you what most of what you know is. You ready for this? It's what you heard somebody say. And it becomes your fact. How many times have you, you must have known this, you're in a family your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mom, your dad, your grandparents will say something to you. And they will have repeated a story that you know never, re- never happened. But they repeat the story. What they're repeating is not what happened, but they're repeating their version of the story that they keep repeating. Are you following this? They keep repeating the story that everybody has been saying since day one, whether it's George Washington's Wooden teeth to Abraham Lincoln. This to to Uncle Dave and the time the fruitcake he dropped at Aunt Phyllis's birthday and it never happened. How do you know what you know? Number one, this is everything. This is life. This is religion. This is faith. This is everything. Every single day. I'm on the phone. You have no idea. From the time I get up all day long, I'm telling somebody, that's not true. That's not true. By the way, there is a word. There is a word. This is something I I don't understand. Maybe you can help me with this. I hate to mispronounce words. You have no idea. It kills me. Oh my God. Oh my God. It kills me. What Victor Davis Hansen says uh, Victor Davis Hansen says nuclear <sighs> My heart dies for this man. Please, dear God, no. Somebody get to him. Please stop saying that. Don't tell me that Jimmy Carter says it. It's a kakoa bee, but it's stop it. Stop it. On oh, one particular show, on one particular program that's very, very famous, very, very popular, very, 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 probably the most, the, the most popular cable news show of them all. The host decided to refer to a word stochastic and called it stochastic. I died in my heart. Somebody call him. And he even referred to the fact that it's a word nobody knew. He referred to the fact that it's a word that nobody knew and mispronounced it. Never looked it up. Never looked it up even though he's been using it in the context of a word that nobody uses. If you're not sure, look it up. How do you know what you know? That's number one. Number two, you love to hear Occam's Razor. Oh, you love Occam's Razor. You love Occam's Razor. People talk about Occam's Razor all the time. Oh, my God, Occam's Razor, what? Right? And I'm sure Ockham is probably pronounced differently, but that's, that's what we call it, perhaps, through agreed-to mispronunciation. Except the simplest explanation for something. is kind of a way of thinking, but there's another one, too, that I love. And it was a university, I think it was Pennsylvania, there was a doctor, a neurologist, I believe, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but he said, when you hear hoof beats, think horse, not zebra. Don't think think zebra. Don't be exotic. Don't go too far. Don't. My friend Oswald medical school said that when he was a student, he said he thought he had every disease other than pregnancy because he, he said every single thing, everything, oh my God, rashes and pain and, you know, blurred vision. Oh, my God, that's me. And, well, don't go to the always, maybe a rash like Freud says, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Now right now what I am hearing I have completely given up entirely on the Paul Pelosi story. I have completely given up on the Paul Pelosi story. May I tell you why? Let me tell you why. Number 1. Does anybody know what a a week from today is? Anybody? Anybody watching? We're doing this live of course later it is it is portrayed as a as a video. Does anybody know specifically what what is it? What 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 is it? What is it? Does anybody know what is it? What is a week from today? Any event? Anything of note of note? Anything that anybody can? Oh, I don't know. The other day, by the way, I went to. I have my constitution here, my my prized constitution. How I love this has been with me for Bob. It's given to me by a very dear friend. And on the back, I have all of my stickers that I have. And I have one here that says, I'm a future voter. Can you see this? I'm a future voter. I love that one. I don't know what that means. Maybe I'm a child, perhaps. But it's election day. One week from today. And I've got news for you. Call me a bit daft, but I kind of would like to talk about the issues regarding, I think, this most important day. That's me. But other people don't, so I digress. So, I was doing some various interviews and shows, and people have me on, and I am the worst uh, guest uh, there is regarding this. Why? Because I don't want to be wrong. What do I know about the Paul Pelosi case? Wanna play detective? Wanna play prosecutor? What do I know? What do I know? Every time somebody says something, the next day, either that particular fact or some other story will come and clarify Well, that's not true. Well, that's not true. That's been disputed. Well, how do you know it was disputed? I don't know, but it's been disputed. Well, I don't believe the dispute. Excuse me. You deny this disputatious statement? Who are you? Well, I I, I don't believe that. And it goes back to what I want to say. Some people want there to be something. They want something to be. They want the story to go in a particular way that suits them. Either based on enmity or, or likability or whatever it is. This is the problem. It's why you can never ever represent yourself in traffic court or anything, because your frame of reference is not biased incorrectly. It's biased because you see it in a way that nobody saw and plus nobody's gonna want to listen to you. If somebody else says it, sometimes it makes more sense. People who represent themselves have a fool for a client. Uh, not really that you're a fool, but it's different than when somebody else does it. Now, right now, we are still, again, going through this. And I understand there is the prism of politics, and I recognize this fact, but as a prosecutor, as a former prosecutor, as a lawyer, I'm saying, what are the facts? Are you ready to go before? A jury with this one, go ahead, because there's nothing worse than your witness being impeached. Excuse me. Yes. Did you, Mister Somazo, did you state that when the police arrived at the uh, Pelosi house that uh, they were met by somebody other than Mister DePape and Mister uh, Pelosi? Is that what you is that what you said? And you know, your heart drops. Are you saying that? Are you that? Is that your testimony? Please if it is. And by the way, this is that's terrible cross-examination. Don't do that. Always cross-examination cross-examine using leading questions. Isn't it a fact you say today that when the police arrive, somebody else other than Mr. DePape and Mr. Pelosi enter the door? Correct? Isn't that true? That's a leading question. Yes. Anything that answers, yes. And the worst part is to stop. And just wait. And then maybe have somebody else say, I'm handing you what's been marked as a state's or defense exhibit number one for identification. What is this? Well, it's, a, it's a book covered with stickers, yes, but open it up, please. What is it? Oh, it's a police report. It's a police report. And who authored that? I did. How do you know that? Sign my name right here. Got the record refined. May, may we publish this to the jury here? You're not supposed to do that, but sometimes it's always good. to be slipped that in. Oh, look at this Police report. Oh, wow. And this is signed in a row, is it not? And that says, don't you? Yes. And I'm, I'm referring you to this particular line right here, where it says on line 12, I anybody, and, and Mr. Pelosi answered the door or so. Yes. Okay. Was there anybody else there? No. Okay. Let's assume that to be true. Because there are people who are saying that was true, that there were two people. My point is, you know what that's like when you're in court and you think, oh no. And the jury looks at you like, well, what about that? You told us this. And then later on during oh during summation, and do you remember when Mr., Mr. Marmaduke told you that the evidence would show? Well, the evidence didn't show it.
1: Now. www.fighterflare.com.
3: He let you down. He said it would show this, but three witnesses. And I didn't know that. That's because you're listening to somebody. That's because you're listening to somebody. That's because there's so many good questions. And unless and until I get everybody, this is grand jury time. Bring everybody in. Everybody, Mr. DePape, Mr. Pelosi, police officers, anybody. DePape's not going to testify. What about his competence? How does that work? How about his competence? Now, let's assume you might ask yourself, whom would you love to represent? If you could be a lawyer, who? Want to be the prosecutor? Want you remember, you're prosecuting Mr. DePape, DePape. you want to defend him? I want to defend him. I love that. That's that's the most fun. Everything else is easy. Ugh. Because what's interesting is everybody's saying, he's crazy. He what? He's crazy. You sure about that? You sure you want that? You sure about that? You sure about that? Yeah. Oh, he's crazy. Okay, wow He was a nudist. So they say, how do you know he was a nudist? How do you know he was a nudist? How? Or how do you know that? well his girlfriend said, excuse me what what was it again is ah objection hearsay what how do you know that how do you know what you know well the his girlfriend told me ah objection is it hearsay is it an out of court statement yes why do we hate out-of-court statements? Because they're not under oath. Plus, we don't have demeanor evidence. We don't know how it was said. Out-of-court statement, and is it being offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted? What? The truth of the? What are you talking about? Why are you introducing it? Why? Do you, do you care whether it's true? I think so. It could be here's Oh, we could go crazy with it. Hearsay. The whole case is hearsay. Where's it? Where'd that come from? How do we know this? Well, the neighbor said. Argh. Officer, when you arrived at the scene, did you notice anybody was a nudist? No, I didn't. I everybody. No, I, I do not know anything about that. Okay, so where's that coming in? Also, it's... Oh, my God. If this went to trial, the motions in lemonade, we're not going to talk about that, we're not going to talk about that, we're not going to talk about this. What is it? We lived in a home, we're not going to talk about that. Well, he's from... He may or may not be from Canada, I'm not going to talk about that. Let's talk about this. And then this one. This is my... This is my this is the most interesting. And let me see if I can explain this to you. Let me see if I can tell you why this is the most important. If he were to say, We'd like to go to trial, I'd like to go to trial. I'd like to go to trial. And by the way, this is a federal matter. Okay. State, federal? Whatever. It's gonna be interesting the federal question there, but that's okay. That's okay. We want to call on the defense. Whom would you like to call? Uh, Mr. De Pape. I'm, I'm saying it incorrectly, I'm sure, but that's kind of what it looks like to me. That's what it seems like. Uh, you want to call him? Oh, yes. You want to talk to him? Yes. Notice they also say uh, Pelosi's attacker could spend 50 years in prison on assault and kidnapping charges. Very interesting. Now, why is it interesting? Assault? Well, certainly there. Uh, what about kidnapping? Is there kidnapping? When you think kidnapping, don't you normally think, well, when you take them someplace, right? When you pick somebody up, you throw them in the back of a car, or throw them in a the trunk. Or something. No. It's also called false imprisonment. When you can't leave, when you can't leave, that's, that's really kidnapping. It's the false imprisonment statute. That's, it's not necessarily what people think. Remember, always read the statute. Always read the charge. But imagine this one. We want to take the stand. You want to what? We want him to take the stand. Wait a minute. Are you... Now we get into the notion of competence. Legal. Sanity. This is one of those things, by the way. There is a word that they use all the time. Competence. Did you ever watch him, Perry Mason and they always say, Objection! Incompetent, no. Incompetent, no. Uh, 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 Irrelevant, no. Uh, Incompetent, irrelevant and immaterial. Wow! Really? All three? Incompetent. Well, witnesses are competent. Witness competencies. By the way, you know what you got to be to be a competent witness? Very simple. Did you see, hear, smell, touch? Did you, were you there? Did you observe or feel something experientially by virtue of your being there? Did you? Yes. Can you say, yeah, I was there. I smelled it. Yeah, it smelled like onions. That's an an exception to the opinion rule. You can't give opinions. I think he was going 80 miles an hour. can't, eh, objection. It's an opinion. The only people who give opinions are who? Expert witnesses, not lay Testimony. Except if it's a collective fact exception. Smell like onions. That's okay, let's just say that one. It like oranges. That's okay. Uh it seemed like it was dark. You know, okay, it's an opinion of what dark means, you know, that sort of thing. But competence is you saw something, you recall it, you're able to communicate it, and you're under oath. That's it and how much do you have to if I, took a, if I took a thermometer and said well how much did you have to see or smell or taste or, how much do you be able to remember how, how much how, how much can you be able to speak back how, how much it's any amount once the judge says threshold competence you're on the stand the jury gives it weight the jury says that guy didn't see anything He doesn't. he can't even see fine but you're competent, except for the oath part. That part is. Now, what's the minimum age for competence? While we're on the subject, this is one of my favorites. People will give you a number. They'll never say, I don't know. They always give you a uh, twelve? They just give you an answer. I don't know why. They just give answers. What's the what's what's the minimum age to be a a witness? None. None. You could be a blastocyst, but if you could if you saw something, remember something, and communicated, if you were under oath. Fine. What if you don't want to swear unto God? Fine. Do you swear or affirm? Do you put your hand on a Bible? I've never seen a Bible yet. No problem. What about a kid? Can a kid testify? You betcha. What's the standard? Do they know what it means to tell the truth? Tell the truth. The best one ever, I didn't see this but we heard about this. It was in a transcript. A kid said one time, the judge said, uh, uh, Jimmy, do you know what a promise is? He goes, yes. It's like glass. We can't break it. Oh, boom, you're in. Kids give testimony all the time. This One time there was a kid as an expert witness for scuba diving. He knew more about scuba, whatever it was. He was an expert because he had a particular talent for this subject matter and the like. So competence is one thing. Legal is a different. What if you put the paper on the stand? And you're saying, how about this question? Do you know Mr. Pelosi? Objection. Wait a minute. Isn't that relevant? I think it's relevant. Does it has a Does it have the tendency in in fact to prove or disprove the material issue? Yes, I think so. So you're waiving legal competency. Yeah, I'm not saying he knew the difference between right and wrong. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not going to uh, uh, pass the McNaughton rule. Take the stand. Oh. You think that's, you think they're going to be saying, can we talk about, maybe we should dismiss this. No, no, no. Tell us your story. Why did you pick this house? What happened? We don't know. So that's why the other day when I was doing a particular interview, I was, the the host of this particular enterprise was getting upset with me because I'm saying, I don't know. Could be this. I'm not sure. I want to know about things like, what's the difference between a welfare call and a 911 call? That was interesting to me. To me, it's interesting. What evidence is interesting? Because they were saying, well, we don't necessarily have this. Uh, there were reports in the news of, of somebody not, not having either um, uh, the microphone or the uh, camera. And I heard, or someone suggested, that maybe in a welfare check, that has a different public information standard as, let's say, a 911 call. So that's worth pursuing. I don't know the answer. That needs to be researched. That's another thing, too, is research, research. What do I tell you all the time? Read the statute. Read the statute. Read what it is. No matter how many times you think you know what it is, read it. Read it again. What does that mean? I don't know about that. So this is, this is this case is just... It is fascinating. However... I wish we could talk about it next Wednesday. Maybe after midterm elections. I think that's. I think that probably would behoove people. I think on this particular time to perhaps maybe talk about this. I can't. I, I can't speak to the timing. It's very very interesting. It has a lot of this. You know, we're we're, we're, we're natural uh, Colombo type. You know, uh, investigators and the like. Um. The case involving affirmative action before the Supreme Court is beyond fascinating, beyond fascinating. I mean, you're you're seeing this one is so interesting. Uh, so I think we're going to talk about that tomorrow, at least at this time, um, unless more of this comes about. Let me stop right there. Let me remind you very quickly that as the oh, the weather, by the way, I hope everybody's Halloween was. Groovy uh, and fun last night. Hope everybody was safe and uh, not in any way um, affected by the ghouls and goblins. Whatever a goblin is, I I don't know what a goblin is, but or a ghoul for that matter. But I do know that right now there is nothing goblinesque or ghoulish about mypillow.com and what you are available. How you can avail yourself of a free gift—a free gift, tautological to be sure—but a free gift by dialing into mypillow.com/slash. Solidus, Virgule, Lionel. You understand? That simple. Promo code, Lionel. You got that? And I told you what is available. When you think of, if I said, tell me every iteration, every permutation of sleep, equipment, and apparatuses, what would you think of? You'd say, oh, pillow, sheet, blanket. How about a Giza Dream sheet set? How about a percale sheet set? How about, of course, slippers and towel sets that accompany that prior to this? How about sandals? How about pillows themselves, the MyPillow, as long as 1998? How about a mattress? How about a towel set? How about a plush blanket? How about a beach towel? Might not be the season, but nonetheless important. How about a go-anywhere My Pillow? How about a mattress sleep system? How about a three-inch mattress topper? How about down blankets? How about sleepwear and loungewear? How about... Men's and women's sleepwear and loungewear. How about a my pillow body pillow with body pillow case? Did everything about that one? How about a gossamer blanket? How about a my pillow quilt? How about a throw blanket? How about a waffle blanket? How about a duvet cover? How about a down comforter? How about pet beds and pet blankets? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you grasp? Do you completely comprehend the the absolute panoply? The the This mosaic, this myriad, this cornucopia of sleep-related items from our good friends at MyPillow.com. And if you want a phone number, if MyPillow.com slash Lionel is not your cup of tea, fine. Call 800-645-4965. That's 800-645-4965. My friends are going to go back to something, and I'm telling them because I hope that our little uh, visits are important—not just for the subject matter involved, but for life in general. Remember, epistemology: How do you know what you know? How do you know what you know? This is something that I am telling you. It is the—it is one of the—the the most important. One of the most important lessons of life is to be able to know what it is that you know and this goes to this has anything to do with family problems romantic problems problems with your kids your neighbor politics medicine how do you know how does how does one know anything and not only that and this is the most important it's not just the internet a series of tubes but it's everything and it's when somebody's bias one way or the other lends itself to a series of perceptions when you like somebody or don't like something when you want to see things from a viewpoint from a frame of reference that that emboldens your belief system it's very it's normal it's not it's not a bad thing it is just normal and consequently, one can use the term that you speak of something from misinformation, disinformation, data information, lie, distortion, all of those words and phrases can be used. But the thing that I want to do is when I form an opinion, my opinion has to be based on what happened. And I want you to say something. I want you to be able to say something with, with a, a sense of pride. I don't know not because I don't understand not because I'm stupid but because there's not enough information or, or or they keep changing their mind every I keep thinking this is not important that's not an, that's irrelevant remember relevancy, materiality these are terms that mean a lot to me I you, you can see this and people are talking about stuff that doesn't matter that's not germane it's not critical to the issue that we're talking here so consequently I back off and say you know what let's wait a little bit And I can assure you, unless you're in a room at a grand jury hearing, unless you have all the witnesses, and you can cross-examine everybody there, the first officer, the first responder, the 911 operator to hear the tape, to hear the evidence, to hear maybe Mr. DePape himself, to find out what what was said, who heard what. What available, is there CCTV? Was there anything that we can avail ourselves of? And by the way, who has access to that? If one were to subpoena those, do you have a citizen say, I don't want you to he- see this. This is my personal this is my personal um, um, you know recording. Well you have to, it's a matter of public record. No, it's not. Well, yes it is, because now it's a criminal matter. Yeah, but I'm the victim. Doesn't matter. You're not the victim. Remember something. In a criminal case, the victim is not the complaining witness. The person who has been um, assaulted or burglarized. They are the complaining witness. The victim in a criminal case is the state, the county, the federal government, whoever is bringing the case. It's the United States of America versus David DePape. It's the state of California versus not Paul Pelosi versus David DePape. That is a civil matter. That's not the case here. And most of the time when you talk about this, people, they have no, no um, understanding of it. And I blame, very frankly, not only our collective education, but I think the legal profession has been woefully, woefully bereft, not bereft, uh, uh, negligent and derelict, I should say, in letting the people know "This this is your system that you're charged with knowing. You have to know this. Give me an example. Yes or no? Is it against the law to take a picture of your ballot? If you, go to, if you go to vote, can you take out your phone, take a picture of your ballot with your stylus or your pen uh, signing in the uh, selection for your uh, vote? Is it? Is that against the law? Now, watch what happens. If you ask a layman, they'll, they'll answer it. I think. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's your it's your vote. It's your it's yours. It's the truth. Uh, Freedom of speech. First. Yeah, it's legal. They'll just say this. I know better. I don't know. It depends. It depends. Of course, is the greatest answer. I don't know. Let me check the statute. I have no idea. In some states, it's against the law. Some states, you can't bring in any kind of recording device. Read it. Even though when I went to our precinct, I see a police officer who's on his phone, you know, playing games or whatever. Well, he has a recording device. He's not recording anything, but he has a device. It doesn't say, not to record, it says, don't bring this in. And everybody's got that. So, because it's ignored, does that mean we waive it? Don't know. What does it say? Other states have been absolutely clear. You cannot take a picture. And to post it, to post it on public, on social media, here's my vote. I don't know. It depends. Look it up. Research this. Don't answer the question. Because remember, how do we start off today's suggestion? How do you know what you know? I don't know this. Let me see. Let me look this up. I don't know. I am constantly dictating into phones questions about this. How do you spell this? How do you pronounce this? What's this? Where's this? Who is... I, 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 I don't. Because I hate not knowing the truth. And when everybody is unsure about, well, some people say this, some people say that, be advised before one opines. That's all. Because you always must consider the epistemological question of life how do you know what you know? And don't forget, when your hoof beats, don't think zebra, think horse. Don't jump. Don't don't imagine something that may or not be evidence of such. All right, my friends. Please, we beg, we provide, we incite. Incite. We invite, that's better, to follow Mrs. L at Lynn's Warriors. Please, she has the most incredible videos. Please, Lynn's Warriors, go and... And like her videos, subscribe to the channel. I'm also at Lionel Media. She is at Linz Warriors. Linz underscore Warriors. Please do that. Don't forget, January. January the 14th, cutting room. Tickets available. Do it now. Do it now. We are we are free to perambulate. New York is cooking. It is it is we were out last night. Kids were in the street. Um, I've got to tell you, uh, some people, I think, uh, take uh, un- unnecessary glee in trying to present this dour uh, st- f- statement of what New York is like. Who don't even live here? It's not. It's. I'm telling you. It's, it's like any city. Be careful. But it is alive. It is cooking. And people are happening. All right. That's that. Preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com for your Prepare his needs for food, supplies, and the like. And MyPillow.com promo code Lionel. All right, my friends. Have a great and glorious day. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel. And until tomorrow, remember, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Ta-ta.